All right. Good morning, everybody. Happy new week. Hope you're doing amazing. Um, the weather has improved <laughs> and I'm so happy to hear to you. Um, you know, seeing as it's summer, is it tomorrow? No, on Wednesday. So good morning, Catherine. We've got Catherine here right next to me. Good um, morning. You're in Adelaide. Is it as nice in Adelaide today? Oh, we're having beautiful weather just the last two days, but it's been pretty horrible. Like, where did summer go? It looked like winter last week. I know, I know. I was thinking, wow, it's nearly December and Christmas. Yeah, I'm excited. So thank you so much for joining us this morning to talk about your book, your story and all that sort of stuff because you and I have a, quite a history, I guess, from four years ago. We just reminisced some of Facebook memories came up for you to tell you that uh, it's been four years since your retreat. Yeah. Um, show these guys your book. Show them your book. Um, here we go. Step up and embrace the le a leader within. Haven't you had your coffee yet, Natasha? <laughs> no, actually, I'm waiting for you to start talking. It's right here next to me. <laughs> I love it. Well, let me give these guys the official introduction in terms of who you are and what your passion is. And then we'll talk about why the book and how it all started, because you're going to tell them also that soon there's going to be a second book as well you know as I often share with my authors I said you think you're only writing one but a year or two after the first one the second one starts to brew there all right guys so here we go so Catherine's mission is to make a difference in the Muslim world by empowering Muslim adults and children to realize their potential through learning about innate resilience and mental health that all human beings possess so she's the author of Step Up, as you saw, Embrace the Leader Within, a book dedicated to supporting Muslim women, uh, discover the inner leader and step up in every aspect in their lives and make it happiness, the secret to stripping down to your innate emotional and spiritual resilience. That will be book two, right? Yeah. <laughs> so she's the founder of A Back to the Fitra. Hopefully, hopefully I said that right, Coaching Academy, Building an Emotionally Resilient Uma One Life at a Time. And she's also the founder of the annual We Are All Okay online conference founded to address the challenges Muslims face in the 21st century and bring a sense of hope and possibility into the lives of the Muslims. So, Catherine, you're doing lots of things. Um, and so I want to know, like tell these guys, I know a little bit bits of it, um, but where did the passion, obviously, to start the book more than four years ago come from? And um, and tell me about sharing, like a little bit about your story. I guess the origin story of where all this come from. Well, I I always say I'm like the accidental entrepreneur. I never actually meant to become an entrepreneur. Yeah. I went through a lot of challenges myself and I wanted to help others with those challenges. And the first starting point was in parenting. And I was actually training to be a parenting instructor at the same time as doing my graduate diploma in teaching and learning to be a classroom teacher. And I could see that there were so many issues in the classroom with kids' behaviour that maybe it would be better if I actually went out and helped the parents get the kids on track so the teachers could actually teach in the classroom. And I didn't even mean that to be a full-time job. That was just going to be something on the side. So when I actually spoke to you when you came and did your half-day workshop in Adelaide, I was going to write a book, Parenting for Paradise, and you thought that was a pretty cool idea. So obviously that's not what I ended up doing. No. <laughs> and um, 
that's because I actually started to see with the, because um, of my audience is Muslim audience, with the Muslim mums, that one of the core challenges with their parenting wasn't just in their parenting, but across all aspects of their life was feeling like they could lead their life rather than have life lead them. And so Embrace the Leader Within is about Muslim women taking charge of their life, making good decisions in their life so that they can be a good parent, so they can be a good wife, so they can be a good employee, daughter, all the different roles, taxi driver, laundry, laundry operator, cook, all the, all the jobs that we have as women. But yeah. um, often feel just drained and overwhelmed by it all because life is leading us instead of us leaving our, leading our lives and so step up embrace the leader within kind of came evolved at the retreat like I had all the ideas but in terms of the title and all of that yeah. came during the retreat yeah I love that so what are some of the things that you've been doing I mean it's been four years and as you said you're, you're on halfway through the journey of having the second one come out um talk to me a little bit about how you've been supporting people now through the content and sure so what happened sort of shortly after my book was my long-term students from originally from parenting so in 2014 was when I started teaching parenting so I've been doing this a while now so 2000 late 2018 they started going we want to help others do what you do teach us how to do that. And so my very first certification program was born. And so one of the things I've been very busy with is building the certification program. So I'm now enrolling the fourth year of that now. So I've, so I've got, um, my first year I had 10 and then 15 and then 15 and who knows who I'll have how many I'll have for 2022 but you know I've got women applying from Kenya and Uganda and South Africa I've got heaps of women from Nigeria already in my program um Maldives in Malaysia like it's just global and the the vision I have is that we get into every country across the globe because in a lot of these developing countries, they can't afford us as coaches, but they deserve to have that emotional, spiritual well-being like anyone else does. So yeah. if I can train people in their country, then they will have people that they can afford, that can help them. And so that's kind of my, my vision and why I'm so excited about having those countries, you know, joining the certification. Yeah, cool. So, yeah. And um, I now got to the point where 2022, in terms of the clients that come into the business, into our inner circle and into our mastermind, my mentors and coaches I've trained will be running that. I'll be able to pull myself out of that so I can really step into the CEO role of my business. So things have really been progressing in those four years. Just, yeah, in just four years. It's not a long time. It sounds amazing. It's in a way, it's the way I license the weight loss. It's mm. certification, right? You, you've created a framework and now you're teaching others who can then teach others because there's only one of you, right? There's exactly. Exactly. I was running out of time. And so it's wonderful now. I have um, women and men now because we originally it was just for women. Now we've got men joining the program too so I've got two men in this in this year's certification program that will soon be able to um, support 
men in our program as well. So that's really exciting. So one of the things I know you always talk about is how powerful it is to, for us to share our story and um, especially the vulnerability through our stories. Um, you know, so let's unpack that a little bit because that is the title of this live is about, you know, the power of sharing the vulnerability in your story. Mm-hmm. So talk me through that or give me some examples as well. So one of the things that I think especially when it comes to emotional difficulties and traumatic experiences people have been through is they that when they're when they're stuck in that they really believe they're the only one that's stuck in that and it's really important for them to hear the stories of others to realize there's hope when they hear the story of others and you're vulnerable enough to really share the depth of that story they realize, oh, I'm not the only one. And then when you share your story, how you came out of that, it brings such powerful hope that there's hope for them and they're more likely to take those steps for themselves. So I see that over and over again, how powerful it is sharing stories. And our whole conference is all about that. Our conference this year was There's Always Hope because we felt with COVID and everything, people were starting to feel a bit hopeless. Mm-hmm. And it was just story after story after story from each of my mentors and coaches sharing how their life was before and how it's transformed now and in a very vulnerable way so that people could really see that there is hope for them. And we covered, you know, just about everything you could possibly imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think we relate to stories. We remember stories mm-hmm. rather than concepts or teachings or lessons or quotes or whatever it is you remember and then you also I think you connect with other people because they they can see themselves in their story and vice versa I often find that the people end up working with it was some part of the story that I shared that they connect with rather than the the how-to that I taught yeah and that's really true and that's been the same with the people who've um read my book they've often always said oh I can really I could really relate to that because you know I chose to be quite um authentic and raw in my book and that was some of the some of the words that were used by those who gave testimonials about how raw and authentic it was and that was one of the things that had people saying they couldn't put it down till they finished it Mm, yeah yeah, that's that's amazing. I mean, it's it's been. Um, is it the the certification? Was it taken out of the the book content? Did you actually develop then the program behind it, or was was it before? Which one came first? Um, the book came first. Um, the yeah. certification. The certification didn't come from anything other than every week me going. Now, what shall I teach them this week? <laughs> So the first year of the certification, it was with long-term clients who'd been with me four or five years, like from the beginning. So they totally trusted me. They were the ones that pushed me to do it. And so they trusted me to just show up each week and share something. So I just allowed my intuition to guide me through that. So it wasn't quite connected directly to the book. It, it was just that next step in my business of what I needed to do. Yeah, I love that. Always being one step ahead of, um, you know, what you need to deliver. And then then it becomes, then you have got the framework after a year 
and then you deliver the framework probably again, but then you tweak and refine it and all that yeah, sort of well, stuff. This, until yeah, and this year, this coming year, so this will be the fourth round, I'm now going to get some of my first group to be involved this time so that they can learn how I do the certification. So eventually it's I'm not the only one who knows how to do that as well because but what happened in, in August, my um, business manager from the Philippines who just, she knew how, she ran everything in my business. She mm -hmm. died suddenly. I got a message on a Friday morning. I'm really sorry to tell you, Aileen died about three hours ago. And it was like, it was such a shock. And I realized if that had been me, then the business would have been over. And that mission that we have to make a difference in the world would be over. And so it was such a huge wake up call. Now I'm rebuilding um, a whole team and there's overlap, but there has to be overlap with me too. And so we're now at that stage with the certification where I'm training people how to do that as well. I need to make sure that I'm redundant in my business as well to make sure that it can continue beyond me, just in case, you know, it could have been me that that suddenly disappeared like that. But I tell you, yeah. it really <laughs> pulled the rug out from under me because it's like, I don't know how to run this business without her because she and I were just like this <laughs> every single day, just working together, you know, building this machine together. And then suddenly she yeah. was gone and it's like, how do I do this? But yeah. it was... Um, it's what needed to happen. Not It would have been nicer not to happen that way, but it was what needed to happen for me to build a sustainable business model moving forward. Now yeah. we can actually really um, scale up massively because I've got lots of people doing lots of different jobs. I can delegate to so many different people, get so much more done. Yeah, it doesn't, yeah, it, it doesn't just stop with you or in with you. And I've noticed that in my own business, you know, the more people... I've gotten involved in it it does it means I can have more time off I don't have to be part of that department you know what I mean yeah um you know we're, we've got two girls in publishing that are taking care of all of that sort of stuff because I need to be the face I need to be the trainer I need mm. to do the marketing and sales within what I do and I don't have time to do admin and it's like, like you know I've had my assistant um uh, in the Philippines for more than six years now and she has taken on so many different roles, you know, within the business, like, you know, and um, yeah, it's been very unfortunate. Many people around her over there have died in freak accidents, which mm. can happen in um, more disadvantaged countries and all that sort of stuff. That I, Can you um, imagine if she was suddenly gone just like that? It's, yeah. it, would be, it would be massive, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh, so you can, you can, you can picture anyone, what I went through. I, I think if anyone was not, you know, part of, you know, disappeared or whatever happened, like we would, we would need to like really kind of scramble and, you know, set system. I mean, I guess COVID was our biggest lesson um, in having to change how you do things because you cannot tour, you cannot go to events, you cannot run retreats, which you were part of all the face-to-face -face stuff with me. Yes. Um, and your back's up against the wall. So you just, you know, and we had to set up a whole new infrastructure um, in a matter of 10 days for the full online. But is there a blessing? Yeah, totally. It's two years on, we're fully online and we're not going back. <laughs> so, yeah, no, that's... Well, that's a that's shame. Fun. No more faulty towers in the Dandenongs. <laughs> you know, we actually revisited that venue um, 
uh, second time after you guys went. I think it was exactly a year or two later. And they had the same night on. So we had another go, like, you know, that um, fun experience. But it wasn't every retreat. It was only your one and one other one because we've had used so many different venues. So talk to me um, a little bit maybe about the second book. So where is that one now leading to and what is that one about? So Naked Happiness, um, stripping down to your innate emotional and spiritual resilience is really the, the follow on from the first book, but it's more open to men and women. It's not really focused on, on women. So the psychological understanding that we teach it back to the future, I started to introduce it at the end of the first book, but this is a deep dive into it. And um, I'm really excited about it, actually. There's been lots of delays, but the delays have led to it being uh, a much better book because I had some of my own insights along the way that I needed to have to give it the depth that it needed. So, um, yeah. yeah, I've just got to um, get it finished. It's well, We're in the third round of editing. We're so close and it's like... Do I have a minute to sit down and read the edits? No, because I'm busy trying to rebuild this business at the moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Like, you know, when you have got, you know, I always say at the beginning, you're cash poor, time rich, but later on you're time poor, cash rich, and you're trying to do like things. But with book, you can't just let someone else <laughs> look at the edits. You kind of feel like you need to check them yourself because, you know, in case something goes goes off without you having cross-checked. Some things you just got to do. Yeah. Yeah. So, no. um, am I able to share my screen and show the cover of my new book? Because I'm, so yeah, I'm so excited me, about it. Yes, let me make you co-host. And now you should be able to share your screen. Please give us a preview. <laughs> Here we go. Can you see it? Oh, yes. Yep. So I love it. That... Um, so one of the beautiful things that happened out of this restructuring of the whole business was discovering that one of my original certification students was a graphic designer. Mm. And so she designed this because she understood the concept. So that footprint is actually my foot because that's actually a picture I took. I actually went down to the beach and wrote the words on the okay. sand, took those yeah. pictures because I had yeah. this idea of, I wanted, because it feels like when you um, find yourself again, like you've unzipped this persona that you're pretending to be and you come out as your true authentic self. So I wanted this concept of the, the zipper um, there. And so that sort of barren land and then you've got this beautiful sea kind of fits our branding because I spend most of my time um doing videos from the beach and everything so it fits for beautifully with the branding and of course um if you look at the way the name is at the bottom and you remember if I stop sharing and I'll show you my book we've got the yeah. consistency here um we did that on purpose to sort of yeah, totally. and the cover if you look at the coloring the coloring kind of goes quite well between the two books as well so they'll look good sitting side by side each other you got to think about that. I I um I didn't do that for many of my books, but then I reversed. I took a few steps back after Shut Up and Write Your First Book, which is that pink one behind me. I've actually done the same exact look for Ultimate Footed Author and Shut Up and Sell Your First Book. So they all look part of a trilogy and all that kind of stuff. 
but um, yeah, very clever. And I think I noticed that your uh, tagline on both books was same font. Uh, perhaps same same fonts was used. It looks it looked a very yeah, similar look, font. It, it it's very similar. I'm not sure if it's exactly the mm. same, but yes, we like because um, so much of our understanding brings you to a space space of clarity. We wanted words to look clear. We wanted everything to look clear because it's clarity that you get out of this. Yeah, very cool. I love it. I love all the progress that I'm here. I often say to people, I love hearing back from authors who've now been out for a few years because sometimes it doesn't all happen within six or even 12 months, you know, because you're still setting up infrastructure, you're still testing and measuring and all that kind of stuff. But as long as you keep taking action, there is a tipping point that you reach where things really start to take off, over. And like as you say, you can't do it by yourself. You've got to have some other people as well. So yeah. tell me, I'm curious. Really, always, hmm? I was just going to say, because um, my, my first book, I got it out in three and a half months, which is quite good timing, as, as you yeah. know. I mean, I know you, some people got heaps faster since I did mine. but um, it's pretty fast. Three yeah. and a half months is very fast. Yeah, we just we got it out because I had this deadline in my mind to launch it at the same time as my Embrace the Leader Within Summit that I was running, where I actually interviewed 48 women. And so there was 48 interviews in this summit and I launched my book and I did this whole big, massive thing. Right. And it should have been the beginning of everything just really flourishing from there. But right in the middle of that time, my first VA that I had, who was basically, it was just she and I was the whole business. She, um, which she didn't know what was going on at the time, but in the middle of it all, she would just disappear for 24 hours and I couldn't get a response back from her. And I'd wake up in the morning and all the things that were meant to be done to release that day for the summit hadn't been done. And so I'd have to send a message out to everyone and say, sorry, it's going to be about six hours late. And for six hours, I would be putting everything together that she was meant to have done. But we found out that she was um, diagnosed with some form of MS and it had, had affected her neurologically and the medicines that they were giving her were knocking her out. And so in, in the end, um, she disappeared on me for, for health reasons. And suddenly I went from having built up this massive launch to crashing. And yeah, it, and it totally crashed. And by the, um, yeah, I think, by I can't remember by the end of which year, but I was like back to square, almost back to square one. So I've had to keep rebuilding over and over again in these four years. I know it sounds like it now that you know you've given me all the stories and um, backgrounds of what's been going on and uh, but isn't that what you always talk about is the resilience behind it and being the leader and being a leader is about self-discipline and um, picking yourself up and keep going because now that we see what's happening four years later people might go in a short period of time but so much has happened so much you know and um i'm really really happy and proud of everything that i i'm seeing and hearing that you do um so tell me then the difference what was it like going through the process let's talk about that as the last thing um this morning you know first and second time obviously first time you had deadlines you had a retreat to go to you had all this kind of stuff and now second time as you said you've taken a little bit longer to come around and all that yeah, kind of stuff. Years. So, yeah <laughs> Three months, two years. 
<laughs> Catherine, I noticed that a lot um, because we've we had um, started our publishing company three years ago. And now, very regularly, we're helping you guys with books two, three, four, five, and we always see the same pattern. Book one gets done so quickly because there is that, you know accountability and we've got a date and we've got this and that and then book two you know our three unless there is so actually now I've started in re-inviting some authors to come to retreats to go come on just finish the book you know and our new packages actually offer unlimited retreat attendance like literally because um not virtual retreats so like you know in book two or three come and be part of it and have the accountability because back when you didn't Actually, after our call at in a half an hour's time, we're meeting with our November retreat authors, which you were a November retreat. So what we're doing now is we're doing one four weeks of accountability calls post retreat. Mm. Okay. Which is also another level of come on, let's get it done. So mm. check talk to me a little bit about the process. You know, did you how do you feel about you know how it went the first time and now and all that sort of stuff? So um I definitely used your process the second time. It's just that there were big gaps in between each step in the process. Yeah. Um, so what happened was um, I did a crowdfunding to, to get the funding to do the book. Yeah. And then I sent you the money and it's like, that's it, we're doing the book. Yay, 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 right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then what I did was I, I decided that those who had you know paid for the book up front I would actually run a program called Naked Happiness where each lesson I taught them was a chapter of the book and that was my way of getting it out there so instead of just recording in the room like we did in the retreat I was actually recording as I was teaching them and then I um, got somebody uh, who could transcribe that for me but she took a very long time and by the time she'd finished um, transcribing it, uh, that which was one of the big delays there, I'd had so many shifts in my life that there were so many chapters that I completely rewrote, which I'm glad I did because they're just so much better. The other thing that I did at the end of 2019 was I went to Speakers Institute and did Sam Cowthorn's boot camp, right? And so then what I did was I used his formula, have you ever felt? I have found that research tells us that I used that formula for each chapter. So that actually gave me a really cool framework to do the, cha the chapter in. And when I actually sat down and did it, I just knocked it out. So every time I did one of the processes that you get us to do, I knocked it out of the park straight away. It was just the long gaps in between doing each process. So the, what you teach absolutely works. It's brilliant because I'm not a writer, I'm a speaker. So doing it this way suits me so much better. Um, yeah. But I think I've discovered that I am actually a writer as well. Yeah. Um, I think that was all just a bit of a mental block and, and writing my first book knocked that out too because sometimes I think through 2020 I stopped going live on Facebook and I was writing really mystical kind of <laughs> posts yeah. like that I did a lot more writing than talking so I think I'm probably both now which is really amazing yeah. I found the same with me I do sometimes uh, enjoy the writing process some of the books of like I have typed rather than spoken um, because I've just kind of enjoyed doing it that way and I haven't been really in a rush to 
um, to get it done. So yeah, I think, and nowadays uh, with transcription, there is um, Otter as an app that transcribes amazingly and it's free. Mm. And Rev.com, we've been using a lot of Rev.com. Which I've heard about Rev, I hadn't heard about Otter, but that's yeah, Otter. That's yeah, really one cool. of my, you know, one of my deaf um, authors uses it to listen to me training and it literally transcribes as I'm talking and she learns from me on Zoom uh, that way. Yeah. And she, if she finds it super useful and, you know, and I've had quite a few other authors uh, use it, 600 minutes per month free that you get. So the tools have improved um, so yeah. much. Mm. Um, you know since back then you know when we used to have one person that used to like kind of do it and all that kind of stuff so yeah no nah, it's wonderful so where can people get your book okay so the cover's done and I just have to do the last edit then we can go into um layout yeah. and so I actually really just want to get that done this week I don't have a teaching week so this probably should be the week I do it Mm. get it into layout awesome. so are you have you got it anywhere on pre-release like have you are you uh, pre-launching the the second book um i already pre-launched it two years ago <laughs> and raised the funds for well the first book we know you can get uh, look it up on amazon or book depository depending on which version you want hard cover or soft cover so still uh, probably a good place for people to start is there so then they can kind of once the second one comes out and just check in with me and I'll let you know when Catherine's book is up and ready to go. And, <laughs> yeah, I, um, have, yeah. I Maybe what I should do, because you, you're really good at, at bringing accountability, maybe I should make this announcement and say, this week I'll do the edits because I don't have yeah. an excuse because I'm not teaching this week. Exactly, yep. And then that the book's going to be out early 2022. Yeah, um, that's right. That would be great. Yeah. It'd be great to launch the new year with the book because, yeah, it, 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 would it be possible by early by January to have it in ebook form? Mm, probably not because you've got to go through your whole layout. Right now we're to 1st of December, layout takes a whole month and we're closing okay. down on the 17th for three weeks. Okay. I would say mid-February to late February would be kind of More. if you want to do all the bits and pieces, yeah? Yeah, awesome. so maybe maybe for the start of the school year, let's say, <laughs> the beginning. That of the sounds school. like a plan. Good. Yeah. There we awesome. go. So that's when it's going to be ready. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you so much for sharing, you know, some of your stories, what's gone on in your business world, um, some massive shifts and changes, but, you know, you're certifying people four years go going strong and, and, and replacing yourself so that, you know, the message and the, the story and your vision gets fulfilled by others who also, you know, believe in that. So I really appreciate it, Catherine. I can't wait to see you holding your second book. Yeah, I can't wait either. It's about time now. Yeah, I'll talk to you soon. Have an amazing week, guys. And remember, smash it out and keep sharing your story and your vulnerabilities throughout them. Bye. Bye.